but the focus for the most part for me would be on Marilyn initially because like the pregnancy or the, the childbearing process sort of like women are more aware of the reality because they get pregnant they, they notice the changes and all that so for your first child and that was 10 years ago so that might be asking you to recollect like a way back so what was the experience like from finding out you were pregnant and dealing with that pregnancy and some of like the changes you you experienced along the way um after accepting and and i'm not going to go into detail but let's just say our friends laughed at us because we were one of those couples that bragged about taking some time to just enjoy being married before we start having children yeah. and let's just say life happened earlier than you know um and for me <coughs> i was grateful for the experience but at some point you begin to sense that you're giving up so much of yourself a mm. uh, piece of trivia I and mean, i'm sure ronald doesn't even remember this but i remember once when we were having some random conversation. It was towards the latter part where it got really difficult. You struggle to sleep because yeah. if you're the kind of person who sleeps on your tummy, suddenly it's not safe. You can't sleep on your tummy. You're trying to sleep on your side. It's not comfortable. You're not allowed to sleep on your back. You have all these rules and you're going to work early in the morning. So you're constantly tired. So I was going through that period and I remember once I was having a conversation with him and he said, you know, something, something, our baby. And I lost it. I'm like, which our baby? <laughs> this is not our baby. This is my baby. I am doing all the work. You're doing nothing here. So it's not our baby. When the baby comes out and you start changing diapers and, you know, picking up after the child, then it will be our baby. But for now, don't. And he was just like, I'm sorry. Your baby. Your baby. Like, like, I'm trying in my head. was like, ah. <laughs> What did I say? How did we get here? And then let me make him blush a bit. Mm. Maybe weeks after or something, I had come back from work this day. My feet were swollen to the size of my head. And he just took one look at me and he sat down, picked up my dirty feet and just started giving me a massage. And just, uh. and I was looking at him. I was just looking at him. And I just said, oh, okay, it's our baby. <laughs> And he, he said thank you very much like he didn't even argue it was just like you know so um yes you go through that phase i was one of those who had heard about you know being prayerful as a mom so it was important for me yeah. to also even from the womb start to protect and shield the child to the best of my ability and um you're wondering all oh, the would he be a girl would he be a boy do we check don't we check and the stock realization that you're about to welcome another human being. Mm. So I think, you know, as, as a woman, often we're a bit more conscious of that fact than the man. The yeah. man um, comes to eventually. But for me, the sense of responsibility mm. and the wanting to be perfect and realizing I was not. Yeah. And the wanting to be a role model and realizing that I still carry so many weaknesses and flaws mm. and the fear of, am I really equipped to raise another human being when I'm not yet who I want to be, uh, you know? So yeah, I'll stop for now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I get your struggle because like some of the, like what led me onto this journey is actually that level of thought that I have the idea that in the next couple of years I'd like to be a, a father or a dad. 
but and I'm asking myself, what do I know? Like, what have I done? <laughs> what can yeah. I do to better this? Like, am I really equipped to have that conversation? And one of the guys I spoke with earlier, he he he, he kind of like said something very interesting that if you've been somebody that has been diligent, kind of like most of your life. Like you've, you've been disciplined, you're, you're good at a couple of things. It already prepares you for that stage. So you don't necessarily need extra work, but by virtue of the person that you're already a disciplined person, you're already conscientious, you know what you're trying to do, and you have you like to like put things in order, that kind of puts you, gives you the leg up, sort of. To <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I'm not sure I 100% agree, because okay. you may be conscientious, and you may have a child who is the total opposite. And there's, there's sometimes a tendency of parents to, especially if you think you're a good or decent parent, you mm -hmm. expect your children, either consciously or subconsciously, to follow in your shoes. Yeah. And more often than not, they don't because they're individuals in their own um, right who yeah. want to chart their own course. So the reality for me is that you have to be willing to learn mm. how to raise the child. Uh, and it's never a one-size-fits-all. So you actually adapt yourself to the nature of the child, mm. not the other way around. Mm. And you might find that as a conscientious person, you might need to do extra work mm. to be able to accommodate a very vibrant, loud, noisy, mischievous, curious mm. child and still be able to impact you know, values and morals and all of that. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's a very interesting perspective, and, and I yeah. totally get it. Yeah, like that's that's true. So, Ronald, to you, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. first the first child, the mm -hmm. first nine months, mm -hmm. how was it for you? Um, so for me, like my wife would tell you, I was all I did was um, participate in the pleasurable aspect of it, and. <laughs> And down the line, right, um, down the line, when I mean pleasurable, I'm not just talking about conception. I'm also talking about the parts where you don't have to physiologically be mm -hmm. constrained or face challenges. Oh, yeah. I, I pretty much had it easy. So, so I, I'm not just, uh, I wasn't referring to, to sexuality here. I was referring to the whole spectrum. For the guy, okay. we don't, I mean, for me personally, I wouldn't, I can't generalize. For me... Um, the only moments I had uh, woken up with, you know, a bit of sweat was the thought of, I had moments where I thought, what would this mean for me financially? Mm. You know, you know, people are saying this thing and I'm realizing, look, there's, there's going to be some, some financial requirement from me. And I, I was a bit nervous of how ready I was financially. Mm. Um, to ensure that I could provide for the young one and my wife. And I had moments when thoughts occurred to me, at this point, you no longer can sort of get up and, and, and you know, make your decision, make decisions on your own. Yes, you, are, you know, you realize that shortly after you get married, but it doesn't really play out itself in its in full context. The depth mm -hmm. of it is not yet fully explored by you. But I think when you then have somebody who then connects you to that individual, you're no longer, there's a dependent or potential dependent on you who's, who, you know, from the sight of every other person or however it's looked at, this individual that is brought in mm -hmm. is truly your responsibility at 
the deepest level. Yeah. yeah. He's got your DNA, he's got everything, and he's not an adult or she's not an adult. And they literally depend on you. Mm. Mm. And I I questioned how well am I taking care of myself? <laughs> And even my, my relationship with my wife, who I, we just got, got recently, like she, she would point out, we, we got, had the first child, you know, in our first year of marriage, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then I'm literally trying to wrap my head about being responsible for her. I hadn't gotten that right. And then there was this level of, this level of not just another party who is outside of you, but so connected with you, you can't escape it. It felt like I was going into some sort of, a bind that Oof. I couldn't get out of. And I had those moments where I couldn't yet comprehend. So what I would do in response to that would be to sweep it under my just, you know, you get so nervous and worked up and I just did not have, I wasn't clear mm -hmm. because even at that time, shortly after we had gotten married, I, I still was struggling financially. Mm. In fact, my wife had a better job than I did and she was more, much more stable. And so for me, I had these levels of confusion. I didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. And so I had the ostrich approach where sometimes I'd put my head and try to let it go, but then it would come up and I didn't have a clear plan. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone to look up to, to guide me through that process. And I hadn't learned how to find the right person or where to find the right resources. Because my, um, also my experience and what I had learned from how I had been brought up was that um, you didn't have people you could ask questions. Mm. And in, our, in, you know, in my society, where, where I've been brought up, I don't know about others, men sort of have problems and they fix it themselves somehow, you know. Mm. And, um, and, and I, didn't have, um, I didn't have that structure or system to go seek for advice. Even if it existed, I didn't know how to find it. I didn't know how to approach it. Um, and that left me in a place where I just sort of had these fears, these concerns, and I didn't know how to explore them. So I sort of just shut it down and just waited for whatever was going to come to come. Mm -hmm. And um, um, it included watching my wife go through the physiological process and not knowing how to manage it with her. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't know how to, even when she expressed it uh, concerns I used to see those concerns as you know as as something that was pressure for me and I didn't um, work with her through it I didn't really see myself as a partner I felt alone and she felt alone and I didn't know how to communicate my own personal uh, pressures or internal um, confusion and so um, I think communication is really key at an early part, learning how to be able to communicate, find when you are lost, being able to find or know how where, I do not know, but know how and where to find the help. Mm. It's critical and important. Um, if I had that earlier, I probably would have been faster in my development into uh, onboarding into parenthood. Um, the other challenge for me was after the baby you know, just before she, you know, she gave birth to the baby. Um, and I, you know, just close, close to the point, um, all I could hold on to um, was, you know, watch other people sort of give advice. And there was just so much coming at you 
and I'm someone as an individual who likes to feel in, in control and in, in charge. And when I felt like I was being directed without understanding why or what it meant, I then responded, you know, by being defensive. Mm. And, 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 you know, people think you're difficult, but you're also going through your own personal, um, um, you know, um, personal struggles, trying to explore this thing and try to understand it. And because I couldn't communicate it and I was alone and, and really needing help, I, I was stuck. So that was my experience from, for that first, first child.